What's up, people? Welcome back to another episode of Kickoff Sessions. Welcome to episode 53. If you're new to the podcast, you're very welcome. If you came back for another episode, I'll just say a massive thank you. You're joined with me, your host, Darren Lee. And on this episode, I'm going to go very, very deep into the world of podcasting. I'm interviewing Harry Morton, and it's all about podcasting, starting your own podcasting, building, scaling, and monetization of podcasting, as well as some future look considerations. A little about Harry, he is the founder of Lower Street, which is a premium podcast production service. He essentially skips the awkward years to launch a great show. He specializes in podcast strategy and developing the perfect show to meet your business goals, as well as production and writing, turning your ideas and expertise into compelling stories. As well as that, there's editing and post-production and promotion and audience growth. That is the full encompassing aspect of podcasting and it was a fantastic experience to get him on the show. We go deep on why to launch a podcast, not just for brands, but also for individuals, some of the rationales to launch a show, how it can complement a lot of your career, a lot of your business aspirations, as well as just some little interesting facts because you may just want to do this out of a hobby and out of just curiosity. So there's also that element to this, which is what we go into a lot of detail on. We also take a look into the monetization aspect of it, is it a viable option to monetize your podcast? Can you turn it into a career? And what do you need to do to turn it into a career? And lastly, we look at the future outlook and the future landscape. There's always different evolving trends coming along the road, whether it is different technology or if it's just podcasting as a whole. So we look at these trends and see, are they just some quick fix or are they gonna be a long-term play for the entire ecosystem? So before we get going, if you can follow me on Spotify or subscribe on YouTube, pretty awesome. If you can post this episode on Instagram and tag kickoff sessions, it is huge for the organic reach and really pushes up the show and gets me in front of a larger audience. So I'll leave right here. Here's my episode with Harry Morton all around podcasting, growing, scaling and monetizing your show. Harry, you're very welcome to another episode of Kickoff Sessions. Before we started recording, I said I was very interested in your company, all around podcast agencies. I think it's a very narrow niche. I think it's very like, you know, original. I think I don't see many people doing it. And I see people people that do try it are not up to the standard that you've been at because it's very much, you know, very specialized and uh, pretty much like an, an early mover on this kind of scene. So I was very impressed from the outset. Oh, thanks very much. Pleasure to be here. I, I I don't know that. Uh, I wish I could uh, wish I could say that was true, but I definitely feel like we were uh, even a couple of years behind some some even smarter people than me. Uh, even smarter, much smarter people than me. Uh, but yeah, we're lucky that we've been around for kind of five years or so now, and and doing this doing this exclusively podcast production is, is all we do and it's uh we seem to have positioned ourselves in the right spot for that kind of explosive year we saw through 2020 it's been a really interesting time caught, caught it at the right time you know just caught that essentially just hype and trend at the right time you know but it's That's interesting it. you say that like oh you were late to the party because we all think that we're like late to starting things but in a matter of fact we're kind of not you know when i started a podcast mm-hmm. people were saying that oh you know everyone has a podcast in the world but how much people have got the 10 episodes how much people have got the 20 episodes 50 Absolutely. and so on you know like it begins to diminish from there you know but 
bit of a background like you know what is a podcast agency for people why did you start doing it and what was your beginning in podcasting because even looking at your setup here super professional and what didn't happen overnight <laughs> i presume no absolutely no well thank you i i uh i like to try and uh you know it's all part of my smoke and mirrors to to make it look as if i know what i'm doing is to, is to have the, the fancy gear but yeah so i've been doing this for um or running lower street has uh, been around for five years my background was in audio post-production, so I, I came out of university doing um, a, a degree in audio, and then I worked in some studios in, in London, um, working uh, with sort of big brand agencies back then in Soho, and um, that was great, a real education, um, uh, but incredibly stressful, so a real education of what I didn't want to do in my career as well. Um, so I did that, and then after that, I... Um, well, I mean, I actually ended up, the reason I stopped it was I got fired because I lost the, the voice recordings of a Domestos advert back in the day. So I don't <laughs> you remember the uh, the adverts where they had those little tiny bacteria characters. Um, you know, one of the things they would record in the studio was all the voiceover for that stuff. And uh, I, I screwed up on the uh, on, on my part of the job and uh, some audio files were, were lost, which cost the company a couple of grand. And so they uh, were very, very displeased with that and uh, and got rid of me. And to be honest, I'm, I'm grateful that they did because... Uh, it was painful at the time, but, but it, you know, that experience working there was extremely stressful. So I left that and then ended up working in various sales and marketing roles. And, and until about sort of um, five, six years ago, I realized I was spending a lot of time listening to podcasts. I knew I wanted to start my own business, but I wasn't sure what area it should be in. And, and similar to you, I imagine I spent a lot of time listening to podcasts to educate myself on what I should be doing. Um, and it was sort of through that process that it kind of dawned on me, well, hey, look, I've got the audio background. This is my sort of unfair advantage in this space. Um, Clearly, there's kind of a growing demand uh, in in kind of podcasting generally, but then also I kind of in my sales and marketing roles, they've been in this sort of corporate space. Um, so I kind of spoke the language of the of the bigger brands and, and sort of understood the things that they cared about and the way that they communicated it and all that kind of stuff. So it was it sort of made sense to position myself as as that. Um, and so that's what we've done slowly over the last five years is just kind of build on that from from just being me, um, you know. Uh, trying to make myself to be this big company, but really it's just just me in my bedroom. Uh, up to the point now, we are five years later with the team of um, coming on fifteen people and um, working with some some really uh, kind of big brands, making shows that we're, we're really proud of. Um, so it's been a, it's been a, a bit of a journey, and I think that yeah, twenty twenty was just a big kind of turning point for for the industry at large. I think COVID really forced a lot of people to think about everything to do with remote working um, and remote communication. And, and podcasting is obviously one of the, the kind of chief um, kind of um, platforms there to, to sort of communicate with not only your team, but but the, the sort of wider world. Um, and so it was a huge sort of uh, uplift in the amount of people thinking about podcasts, both personally and professionally, um, and so, you know, the rising tide lifts all boats and, and certainly the branded side, I think a lot of people have seen it. And then and then what happens is people see their competitors doing it and then they want to do it as well. So we've really kind of been in this this position that um, uh, that's been incredibly fortunate over the last kind of 18 months or so. Um, so. So, yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting, exciting space. And I think as things mature, brands and podcasters, creators, whether it's brands that like we work with or, or individuals like yourself, I think you're getting more and more bold and kind of uh, uh, confident to invest in the medium and, and bold in the sort of ways that they approach it and think about it. Because I think there's a lot in podcasting that hasn't been explored yet. Um, exactly. I think there's a lot of kind of, you know, there's a the, the sort of classic business podcast has been around for a long time, two people talking, and that's great. And we're doing it here and it's a wonderful, valuable thing. Uh, but I think there's just so many more kind of um, 
things that are out there and, and people are starting to experiment with, like you said, just before we jumped on the call, the way that you're using video and, and kind of integrating your social media um, community as part of the podcast and making that really kind of one kind of cohesive thing. It's not just the audio, it's the audio plus the video plus your social. Um, I think all this kind of stuff is super interesting at the moment. So um, yeah. yeah, it's an exciting space. It's awesome. It's awesome. It's so sick that you've taken it from your original interest. Like same with me, you'd all start off with Tim Ferriss or, you know, a bit of Joe Rogan and whatnot. And then you're like, okay, maybe I could do this. Maybe I could do it on my own kind of level, you know, but it's awesome. You've had right. that background experience, but um, one of my original podcasts was with a, a guy from a company called work vivo really cool employee engagement um, platform which actually cool. works a lot with, uh, with a lot of podcasts but he said something mm-hmm. that was really interesting was about you could be a good entrepreneur with a bad idea and nothing could work out or you could be a bad entrepreneur with a good idea in the right time with the right place and you just get carried with the wave and right. you know, not to say that you're a bad entrepreneur oh, I was going to say I, that sounds like you just described <laughs> me that's exactly who I am but I'm saying <laughs> just that this, just it's just been that the, period but it's that period you know it's a period that it's been that explosive growth and you know you've done your dues you've done your you know you've done your hard work and it's paid dividends to you but it's it's a fantastic time for people to get going and I think what's happening now is that we have this new form of audio, whether it's the original, like this is the OG where it's just me and you chatting, you know, and then as I was saying mm-hmm. to you earlier about how I moved more into Instagram podcasting, which is just so abstract and so like unoriginal that you wouldn't think about first, you know, so even for an agency like yourself or people that are offering consulting advice, like these are the mm-hmm. new forms of media. And uh, I've seen it with my own company. I've seen other companies that they're like, okay, well, if this company X is doing something then company Y is doing something. So there's, that's from the business side of it, but then from the actual, um, the value of delivering a message from actually going deeper on topics, this is where mm-hmm. podcasting is excellent because what I often find, what I think is really, um, I don't know, really important is that, so I'm doing a lot of work on LinkedIn. I'm doing a lot of long form written content, but even at that, you know, the post stops when you stop. Whereas when you get sure. the audio, you can just expand on things a lot more detail. A founder or an entrepreneur or, you know, a business leader can go into more detail and provide a bit more color because like often, often it's very hard to express your full you know, emotion as well as actual ideas through just absolutely through just just posts and media. You know, and we're very restricted as it is being able to what we can post online, what we can post online. So when you get to a podcast, it. it can be it can be much more fleshed out. You know, that's it. I completely agree. There's a lot of space to to kind of add a lot of your own personality, your own opinion, your own uh, kind of take on things. But but also, I think there's also just the other element of the fact that you're able to build relationships in a way that's much deeper than it would be just on a LinkedIn post. Like it's great to kind of tag someone on a post or write about someone's company or whatever. You can kind of connect with them on that basis, but actually spending 45 minutes on a interview here on zoom is, is a, a level of connection that you, you, you just can't get through a LinkedIn post. Um, so I think there's loads of benefits to being a podcaster, despite, you know, outside of just like building an audience of listeners, actually, I think, you know, it's quite often the, the interviews themselves are potentially even more valuable than, than the audience. So, um, so yeah, I think it's fantastic. And what's like class about those like, conversations is you get to such a low level of detail that I often leave absolutely fried from the experience, you know, I take out my earphones. I'm just exhausted from it, you know, but yeah. as you said, you're developing those relationships, you're developing those connections and uh, you don't know when they can come back to, you know, pay dividends. So even for exactly. myself, you know, it is a business podcast, like we're doing career stuff, we'll be doing some fintech stuff, we're doing loads of kind of random things at times. 
but then often like I'd be able to lean in and then, you know, be like, oh, hey, can I'm looking for support here or whatnot, or mm-hmm. I'm trying to launch a company or whatever. I see that reward coming back. So I think people might get discouraged at first saying that, oh, like, you know, your episodes are going to be shit or you're not going to get that engagement. But looking at podcast engagement figures, like, can ruin your mind you know because like i always compare it yeah. to like instagram like instagram i like to call it as ass and abs like you just get like people just get likes for just bullshit you know but when yep. you get to podcasting like you fight for those downloads man <laughs> like, like i've been <laughs> in those trenches man i've been fighting for those downloads and they're they're, they're hard come by they're hard like done by you know yeah, and also but, but they, also they mean retention. something and they they stick around you know i think yeah. if you find a listener that really resonates with your style with your uh your kind of personality but also the, the topics that you specifically are interested in and focus on like you mentioned you talk about fintech you talk about career stuff like whatever those things are that are interesting to you mm-hmm. you know if you find the right listener that really latches onto that and 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 yeah kind of identifies with your point of view that's a much more powerful kind of relationship and uh and one that will last much longer than you know a quick like on your ass and your abs you know like uh you know and and not not only that not only the sort of the longevity of the of the relationship over time but also the the amount of time you're spending with them on a weekly basis like so this show is is weekly each episode is i I don't know 45 minutes let's say so that's 45 minutes of someone's time you're getting on a weekly basis so even if you've got 50 of those people like if 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 i if i was to say to you great you hold an event in dublin next week and you're going to get a couple of speakers and try to get some people down you'd probably be pretty, pretty pumped to get 50, 100 people in the room. Um, and sure, you wouldn't have had, you know, it would have taken you a while to break through that barrier in podcasting. But I think you've, you'll, I don't know what your numbers are, but you, you'll, I'm sure, have a number of people listening to this show. Um, and, and those numbers will be, you know, re- actually really impressive when you compare it to like real in-person events. Um, but the level of engagement that you're getting with those however many listeners is just as you know just as high do you think about as well how long they stay like connected with your work so like an average episode i think like if i had an hour episode you're looking at usually well the average time might be 30 minutes people would stay engaged for which is so high you know i was looking at recent episodes about 35 minutes and if you compare that to youtube i think the average time is like three minutes or like six minutes so exactly right yeah it's pretty crazy forget it with like you know uh kind of social video you know we're we're, we're lucky we lucky we see like five eight percent completion rates on videos exactly, um, on exactly. facebook or whatever uh which is just like yeah so so podcasting is a, is a massive win there uh, it's yeah. definitely a lot more effort too right like this is more work than you know putting out a quick uh you know twitter post or a or an instagram story or whatever but um but i think yeah that the, the, the benefits are there uh you said some really interesting there but like fans and like you know getting like 50 people or whatever so you're obviously probably aware of him, um, Pat Flynn from Smart Passive Income, like one of like, the OGs of the game. Like he has a book called Super, I think it's called Super Fans. I'm not too sure that the okay. actual name. I think it's called Super Fans. But basically, the whole idea okay. is that his concept is like you can have if you build a thousand super fans in total. Um, right. If you have a thousand at a time, you can pretty much live the rest of your life because you know within that thousand, some will leave, some will come in, but that thousand sure. you can build an audience, you can sell products, you can provide services, you can have monthly income, you can have reoccurring services, but you have a core competency of a thousand. It's not 1 million, you know, you look at an Instagram page or I don't know, even someone on Twitter, they have like, you know, hundreds of thousands of followers. And that's a very, it's a big discouragement because I'm like, I'm not getting into that because I'm like, I'm not going through that process of trying to get this crazy numbers. But if you see, you know, how much level of input you actually, how much level of like engagement you really need to be able mm-hmm. to grow that's where it becomes a 
becomes very valuable. No, absolutely. Yeah. So I think um, there's a there's a an essay that was written by a guy called Kevin Kelly called A Thousand True Fans. That might have been what um, Pat Flynn was sort of referencing, and, and maybe he's kind of expanded on it because I know, um, yeah, he's 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 a smart dude himself. But yeah, Kevin Kelly had this 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 sort of theory of a thousand true fans, and basically, you know, I think he was a musician or is a musician, um, and his idea was, yeah, if you had a thousand true fans, they would come to every gig, they would buy every album, they would buy a t-shirt when it comes out they would you know come to that event you're playing at three cities over to make sure that they get the chance to have you you sign their record or whatever it was um and that's the same thing here and i think you're really hard pressed to find a true fan on social um you might be able to engage with those true fans on social and like maintain that relationship actively and, and every day and, and, and give them all those regular touch points. But I think it's much harder. And I'm sure there's some, some Instagram uh, kind of influencers that can tell me I'm, I'm full of it, but um, I think it's much harder to build that really deep relationship uh, in, in an Instagram or a TikTok or whatever. Um, uh, whereas in podcasting, you do have the opportunity, I think to yeah really get people because it's very personal. Like people that have been listening to 50 episodes of you will know, who you are very deeply they'll have a relationship with Darren even if you've never met them um they'll they'll have a sense of who you are and your personality and all that kind of stuff and that really lends itself to people actually caring about you and 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 being invested in you in you as a person that they like know and trust for for an extended period of time so yeah I think it's uh I think it's good that's the way forward you know that's exactly you don't need everybody you don't need a reach for hundreds of thousands of people it's just be a core core number you know so this kind of touched on like you know why we should do it like why we should start podcasting why brands should do it next question is like how should we do it so you know i have my kind of approach probably wasn't the best (laughs) and the guy over there has another approach but from your own perspective like how should people kind of really launch at the start and start with the right tendencies you know we don't need to go into grave detail but like for people that i want to you know start in the right pillars and i know for myself uh, a lot of the mistakes i made at first Looking back at it, I wish I could have went to video first, maybe. I wish I showed up sure. on more social platforms. Uh, I didn't mm-hmm. have the time, but I wish I showed yep. up more platforms a bit more. And uh, yeah, I think I, sh- I think I should have been a bit more maybe personal at first, but that's uh, they were things I learned from very, very early on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so the, the buzzwords, if we're playing sort of, you know, podcast bingo, the, the, the buzzwords that come up all the time is uh, authenticity, um, intimacy, you know, words like that. That's what podcasting is really good at. So I think absolutely just embrace yourself, basically, like what you're into, the things that excite you, just like focus on your personality. Don't be, don't feel like you have to be the the podcast host and sort of, you know, be formal or or whatever. Like if your style is to be super relaxed and chatty, just lean into that and, uh, you know, share some of your own opinion on things. Don't just kind of ask questions and let the guest kind of just bounce back with their canned answer, like actually have some thoughts and opinions. I think really just embracing yourself, your personality is, is a really kind of important thing with podcasting. And, uh, you know, to be fair, it's something that can only come with practice and comfort. You, you, you just get comfortable with yourself and being on the mic and being on the camera. Um, so that's a general thing. I think the most important things to keep in mind when you're launching a podcast uh, is, is to be really, really clear up front of what are you trying to achieve and who are you trying to reach? If you, if you know what, what your goals are, then you can determine you know, what kind of guests you want to speak to, um, what success looks like to you. Is it about kind of uh, extending your personal network? Is it about building an audience? 
Um, is it about monetization? Uh, is it something else? You know, whatever that looks like, I think being really, really clear on that upfront is super important because that's going to shape the style of show that you that you make and the way that you're kind of measuring it and, and refining it over time. The, the two things to get clear on are what are the goals for you and, and who is uh, your ideal listener or your, your target listener? So yeah, knowing, knowing what you want to do upfront, whether it's um, monetization, whether it's growing your personal network, whether it is... Um, building an audience and a brand for yourself um knowing that upfront is really important so that you can uh kind of adapt um the style of show and the way that you're measuring it and refining it over time is, is going to be kind of informed by that the second thing to understand really clearly is who your your ideal listener is who you're trying to reach i think a lot of people one of the biggest mistakes i see is that people just launch a show i've got a great idea for a show i'm going to interview x y and z people about this topic um because that's what i want to see in the world that sounds great let's go and do it uh, and then what they have to do is they have to work backwards to try and figure out how they can find listeners for that thing that they've that they've created what i think is much more productive and much more likely to succeed is if you say okay these are the people that i want to reach um let me really understand who they are and what they're about what are the podcasts they're already listening to what problems they're facing the things that they want to try and improve and and go and make the show that they need so that's because that way, you know, that you have a, an audience that's sitting there waiting, saying, hey, look, I need someone to make this content for me. And then you can be the person to go and make that and put it in front of them. Um, so I think that's absolutely the most productive um, place to start uh, being really, really clear on those, because, you know, that decision of who you're trying to reach is going to impact. Cool. What what other podcasts am I competing with? How do I brand this thing so it really stands apart? How can I kind of differentiate the people that I'm speaking to or the way that, uh, that the show is formatted or the style or, or whatever of the podcast can be informed by, by that, that kind of fact? Um, what I would say, by the way, as a sort of side note, if you've already started a show, um, it's really important that you survey your audience, try and understand who they are and what they're about and why they're engaged with you, because you want to understand, like we talked about the thousand true fans before, right? Like you want to understand what am I, maybe right now I've only got 25 true fans, but that's awesome. Like, let's go find them really kind of get to know what it is, why are their fans? What is it that keeps them coming back and make sure that you kind of give more of that and less of the stuff that they're not interested in. Um, so really being uh, really heavily kind of listener focused, I think is, is super important. So yeah, that's, that's always what I recommend is, is um, think about your, your goals up front and, uh, and your listener uh, are you, the two kind of core things. If you think about that as well, like you're really working from like customer focus backwards so instead of seeing exactly. like what you want, you know, cause like, you know, we kind of all hear when it comes to like a product, we need to be thinking about that. Like obviously with the mm -hmm. customer in mind, but podcasting is the exact same unless you want to talk to nobody. If you want to have these conversations with just me and you, that's perfectly exactly. fine, you know, but then it shouldn't be yeah. a podcast, you know, it should be a regular call. Exactly. So I think Although that being said, I think that's, that's one of the other things that I was going to say is that actually that, that version of things can work really well. So if your goal from starting a podcast is to increase your personal network, to sort of create connections in a space. So when I started my company in podcasting, I knew nobody, I had no connections. I had no network of any sort. I, I just worked in jobs before. I had no sort of, um, yeah, network that I could draw on to help me kind of launch that podcast, um, this, this podcasting company. And so if I was to start again, it would definitely be um, about building that network first and then having kind of people to talk to when I had this thing ready to go to. Um, so that's a really valid reason to start a podcast because a podcast is a great way to sort of build that first network, as I'm sure you've learned through doing this. Mm -hmm. um, and I think in that case, if that's your goal, well, then actually, like we actually have clients that, that use it in this way. So they're, they're agencies and they use the podcast to, to have uh, 
conversations with prospects for their business uh, that they're not yet working with. It's so much better to go to a prospect and say, hey, will you, would you like to be a guest on my podcast? And it is to say, hey, do you want my stuff? Like, do you want this thing yeah. that I'm trying to sell you? So it's a really wonderful way to kind of build that relationship. Um, so that works whether you're an individual trying to grow a personal network or a business trying to uh, kind of grow your grow your business network. Mm-hmm. Uh, if that's the case, you don't care about how many people are listening because the value is not in the listeners. The value is in those conversations. And the, the podcast is just an excuse to have those things. And so, yeah, you sort of mentioned, yeah, well, no one's going to be listening, but actually 99% of guests won't really care how much, how many listeners, like, I didn't ask you how many listeners you had before coming on this podcast. I just thought, well, Darren seems like a cool guy. He's doing good stuff. Let's have a conversation. It's an hour of my time and, and, and I think there'll be some value in it. So let's just do that. And I think most people feel that way. And actually, again, it depends what space you're in, but 99% of people haven't been invited onto a podcast before. So actually we see really strong response rates, right? So you say, do you want to be on my podcast and you're a you know a graduate that's starting out in their career and like how do I get into this industry that I'm trying to get into well then why not just interview the top 50 people in your in your industry on a podcast it's just a really fantastic way to start a career so there are loads of different ways to think about podcasting and how to see success but that is where you need to start is like why am I doing this in the first place like if is it just a vanity like be really honest with yourself is it a vanity project because if it is great that's awesome. Yeah. Let's folk, let's let's prioritize vanity, you know, and just like make sure that you can <laughs> get cool guests on and talk about it on social and make it look mm-hmm. nice and sound good and look professional and have a fancy microphone so you can tell your friends. That's you know that's awesome. Like uh, if that's your reason for doing it, uh, I think it's just being clear about that and and, and optimizing for it in the outset. I hundred I can't couldn't agree more with that man, especially because like even my own own reason doesn't like started off because I was in my own career and I was like, why are you doing a careers podcast? Because I was unhappy with my career. I didn't like where I was mm-hmm. going. Did a lot of work. I was doing a lot of work on what I was doing. Didn't like it. Didn't like the result. And then I wanted to open up these new like network connections, meet new people, and essentially just like talk through like problems. And then I kind of felt like myself, I was like, right. well, I have these problems. They're all bundled up in my head. They're all career issues that I have for young professionals. Maybe other mm-hmm. people do. Turned out my right. roommates... We're the same. They all fucking hated their jobs too. <laughs> and now the feedback I get from people is like, oh yeah, like, you know, it's not like I'm changing my life, but it's like, yeah, I'm doing this stuff too. A lot of it is kind of shit at times and stuff and I'm trying to improve it, you know? So there was mm-hmm. that kind of aspect of it. And then there was, of course, like the complete network side of it. I was like, I haven't spoke to anyone because of COVID in Jesus, six six months at that stage. So the idea yeah. was I wanted to record like deep conversations with people that I actually like respected and whatnot. So I started mm-hmm. off with five, five names on a, on a spreadsheet. If I could get five people on a spreadsheet that I could record with, I knew I could keep this up because five weeks was yeah. over a month's content essentially, you know? So it started out with something like that. And then I was kind of figuring things out and seeing that kind of slow growth, but it was like, all right, listeners at the beginning were, you know, absolutely fucking appalling well it started off good and then it kind of like dipped in the ebb and flow of life you know but it was kind sure. of like what's the core reason for this and just like you said about prospecting uh, clients as a business for me and for individuals my idea was it was my cv so that's what i was yep. thinking next and i was thinking i was like okay young dude interested in like fintech finance business entrepreneurship startups if i have a podcast like this i can just lean that towards it and then someone says oh like you know what do you do in your spare time well it's like i'm interested in fintech here is my podcast that expresses this at length you know so there was yeah. always that kind of like well it's not a really hidden agenda but it's like a second a second why you know so that's, that's it from an individual perspective and if you think of it from a company perspective then it's like 
you know, here, here's our team, here's what we do, here's the way we build, and uh, you get a bit more familiar with it because I think people smell bullshit really quickly, especially now, you know, like I had a podcast with a guy recently and we were talking about like Love Island, okay? okay. So interesting. He was like, he was like, these guys have like millions of followers after Love Island, right? And he was like, right. what sort of like delusional person actually goes to buy these products? Like, why would you go buy like, like fake tan or this like, this like get fucking fit quick scheme? Like, you know, it's only like, like you don't actually have like actual trust with those people, you know? So it doesn't really sure. work like that, you know? So he was kind of saying like the, the concept of going into real detail and giving your audience much more of a background to why you're doing things getting into the detail and uh that's when you see actual results from a client perspective or network perspective that's what exactly that's what podcasting is it's going it's narrow and it's deep you're gonna you're gonna catch a smaller audience but you're gonna go really deep with that audience versus you know an instagram or ever tiktok whatever it is you're gonna have a really wide spread but probably a really tiny sliver of those really care about what it is that you do or have enough of a kind of trust or liking of you like you mentioned to actually take action on anything it is you, you have to offer Mm-hmm. so people are probably like kind of wondering from here as well like if i launch a podcast and i want to grow it and i want to try to monetize it like how do i do that mm-hmm. you know so for me like what i've heard is like well not what i've heard like the original kind of podcasting monetization would be ads that you see so you see tim ferris mm-hmm. you see joe rogan plugging ads which is good yep. you need a lot of downloads to make a lot of money off ads um and then there's also affiliate programs so you can sign up to i don't know it could be like coinbase and make money through coinbase like essentially like that you know affiliate programs um but for the ordinary person that's trying to grow a small brand how would you advise that because i've heard a lot about getting you know building up a a relationship with an existing brand and getting them in on kind of like a a different kind of contract to try to get yourself some revenue in return with a high engaged audience yeah. So I, I guess my first my first advice would be don't go into podcasting with a view to monetize unless you're really all in heavily in on podcasting. Like it's it's a very, very hard uh, leap to make. As you mentioned, the, the kind of predominant way to monetize podcasts is through uh, sponsorships uh, and sponsorships are typically or historically have been uh, based on a, a CPM. So a cost per thousand downloads. Of, and typically those kind of industry rates are anything, every, anywhere between kind of 25 and $50, so US dollars uh, per thousand downloads, which means you have to be getting hundreds of thousands of downloads before that even becomes remotely kind of interesting. Um, so that's not a very productive thing. So the things that we've just talked about, the other reasons to start a podcast is where I would focus first. And then if and when you grow this really great audience, then that's the time to monetize. However, I have definitely seen podcasts with much, much smaller audiences really successfully monetize. And they manage that for a couple of different reasons. Firstly, they're really crystal clear on who their audience is. So who's listening? What demographic are they? What value do they present to any potential sponsor? If you can say, cool, I've got a hundred listeners in the world, but they're all IT decision makers, but you know, from enterprise organizations in the UK, that's an incredibly specific demographic that you have there and a, and a high value one right that you can take to a to a sponsor and say cool look these people actually make financial decisions for the market that you're serving that's that so that's one way uh what one one element um and, and by the way it doesn't have to be that you know it could be you know graduates of the age of 22 to 25 that uh, have a particular interest in fintech like yourself you know if you can be really really crystal clear on that that really helps the second one is 
personal relationships with with these sponsors. So rather than going to a traditional kind of podcast monetization platform like a network, um, all they're going to be able to offer you is that cost per thousand, $25 to $50 per thousand downloads. Whereas if you reach out directly to a brand and say, cool, I've got X number of uh, listeners. These are the demographics. These are the styles of listeners that we have. These are the topics that they care about. This is the reason that they listen. And you can put together a really kind of compelling case to a brand where there's a really clear alignment in the content and the audience to that brand. Um, then there's absolutely no reason that that can't work, even at very, very small numbers. Even if you've only got a couple of hundred downloads per episode, that can work. Um, you just have to have a really cl- real clarity on who the best brand fits are and what your sort of audience is made up of. Um, so that's that's the monetization thing. Yeah, I just I guess that the main point is I wouldn't go into it with that mindset. I would go into it for other reasons and then monetize later or have a lot of kind of money to burn to grow that audience in the in the in the outset and just go hard, hard, hard at growing it. Um, that's getting harder and harder because there are a lot of people with much deeper pockets kind of going after this same audience. So it's getting harder every day. Um, but if, if that's your if that's your play, play then um, then then that's totally valid. Jordan Harbinger is a a really great example of this. Um, He has grown his audience from nothing to being a really, really successful, very large number of downloads, really well monetized. Um, But, you know, he had budget to throw at it and he just went all in on podcasts. So um, he's the sort of gold standard of that in the business world, I would say. Why that's kind of so cool is because like the opportunity is going to come elsewhere as well. You know, if you don't come in with with an idea of making money, you'll be surprised where it pays dividends to you. So you know, in my own situation, like I didn't plan on making any money from it. I don't plan on making any decent cash from it for at least two right. years. And uh, you may know, um, his name is Mike Winnett. He has a series called Contrepreneur. So he goes like, you know, like checking out all guys like Gary Vee and stuff. There's all like analysis gotcha. of them. But he's cool. he's he's had loads of podcasts. They've all been really successful. And he's kind of like, he, he just closes them down, starts new ones. But he interviewed uh, Chris, Chris Williamson, the Chris Williamson okay. and yeah, one of another really big podcast. And the, the whole premise on it was like, you're not going to turn profitable, you know, if you're just on your individual for at least three years, you know, obviously there's right. exceptions and obviously you could launch really well and do this. But he was like, you know, if you are sticking in this for a long time, that's when you're going to start turning profitable because everything else moves together. Then, you know, you're going to get a lot of other benefits. And that's kind of what I was thinking myself was like, you know, like yourself, you have an agency now, which is really cool and really like, you know, original you may be consulting, you know, offers and opportunities that might come up. You may go into mm-hmm. music production or other types of production if you are that way inclined. I'm not, but you obviously were. So I think there's also different spin-offs then, you know, or you could simply yeah. build an audience and say, hey, now I'm coming out my product. I am now launching an app. Here's what it is. It's unrelated to my exactly. podcast, you know. So that's kind of how it changed my mind. It was like, because I actually had a, I actually had a conversation with a guy before we got on the call and he said, mm-hmm. he was like, what's the idea? He goes, when are you going to go fully into like committing to this? And I was like, as it stands, man, I was like, I think I could build something else off of it, but I don't think I could mm-hmm. build this. I don't necessarily want sure. to just build this on its own. I was thinking there mm-hmm. could be more opportunities, you know? So that's kind of the way my head's kind of framed. Absolutely. No, and I think you're right. I think it's a, it's a wonderful string to, to any kind of um, entrepreneur's boat, but I think it's a, it's a small subset of, of podcasters that are going to, make a real financial success from it. Um, so I think, uh, I, 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 yeah, I think sort of don't go into it thinking that this is where the riches are. It's a hot space, but that doesn't mean that uh, it's easy to kind of make a living this way. Of course, um, it's the same with adding notes, same, same with YouTube. Exactly. And stuff like that, you know, you know, like I think 
it was like only like one or like 10% of YouTubers are actually making money compared to the 44 billion accounts that are there or a million accounts exactly. that are that are on there, you know. Uh, last yep. section, last section I wanted to discuss was around uh, the future of podcasting. So talked mm. a lot about this before and before we started recording, we were talking about Clubhouse and Spotify, green rooms, which have yeah. pretty much evaporated in thin air. Things change so quickly, but one thing that is kind of for sure is the big players like Spotify are just pounding money into it. So obviously Joe Rogan got pulled across, so they call her daddy. And now, mm-hmm. you know, they need to see a return on this investment. So between the two of them, that's 160 million between just two of them. Yep. So they yep. like there has to become some return, but they have to pull other people along possibly. So what's your yep. consensus on this at the moment? Yeah, and it was really interesting because they also bought a company uh, called Gimlet Media who produce um, a load of uh, incredible podcasts. They're a New York-based company. Um, and uh, yeah, they, they were a 200 million purchase for, for Spotify. Um, and they re- released some numbers or rather some numbers were leaked recently um, from September 2020, so a year ago, that showed that uh, Joe Rogan accounted for, I can't remember the percentage that Joe Rogan accounted for, but it was about 20% of... Uh, listening time um, of, of of Spotify's original content, so their owned brands, their walled content. Um, about twenty percent, I think, was was Joe Rogan. Uh, but this Gimlet purchase that was two hundred million uh, accounted for just four percent. So they're spending a huge amount of money on it, but actually not that many people are listening to this thing on the platform. So they're really, really uh, kind of doubling down or having to sort of um, adjust their their strategy on kind of what content is is walled and gated versus what is available on all the other platforms like Apple and Stitcher and, and all those kinds of places. So I think Spotify is a really, really interesting uh, kind of thing to follow, company to follow. Um, and, and what that speaks to is this kind of walled content. I think that's another of the biggest trends. And we talked about kind of monetization. One of the things that's, that's really kind of changed over the last six months is this ability to um, have premium paid subscribers to your to your podcast well i say six months you know even less than that they're just starting to open up now um so you can have it you know we talk about those that pat finn kevin kelly thousand true fans um we are in a position now where where those thousand true fans could subscribe to your content you know similar to a sort of patreon model um but much more tightly integrated with with kind of spotify and apple so i think a lot more creators are going to be able to kind of uh, support themselves in that way. And I think that's also going to change the kinds of content that become available because you have to be able to grow an audience uh, and then take a subset of that audience that are willing to pay and create, you know, extra content for them that they, that they pay for. Um, so I think that's really interesting. I think the, the clubhouse and green room and Twitter spaces and fireside chat and all these like endless uh, different companies that are all, um, attempting you mentioned before LinkedIn is talking about doing this as well I didn't know about that which is super interesting this kind of live chat stuff um, I think it's interesting it seems like a it feels to me um, well the proof is in the pudding we'll see it feels like a flash in the pan but uh, but I don't know um, certainly as a user myself I was very excited about it I dove into it uh, and then was immediately kind of turned off by just the amount of sheer noise and Basically, the benefit, I think, the, the wonderful kind of thing about podcasting is that we can condense this conversation that you and I have had. You can remove all of the crap waffle with me messing stuff up and then your camera not working halfway through. We can kind of change that. You can remove all of that stuff, right? So the listener doesn't have to go through all that. 
but you know, on a clubhouse, you, you're just there. You get what you get. And if something, you know, if you get someone that comes in halfway through the conversation, ask a really boring question that you're not interested in, yeah. well, then suck it up. You've got to just deal with it or, or leave. Right. So I think there's some, some interesting things to kind of deal with there. But I think there's a lot of kind of overlap between live radio, like traditional radio and the kind of clubhouse scene. I think we can, if we want to be successful at an influencer in that space, I think we can learn a lot from, you know, the old school radio DJs. Um, so I think that's, it's interesting, but uh, I, I think that podcasting and Clubhouse, you know, have a lot uh, in common, but also they really kind of exist independently. Mm-hmm. Um, I think generally the, 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 the other trend that I think is super interesting, um, again, to do with Spotify is that is the change of the demographic of listeners. So I think we're seeing, you know, traditionally the podcast listenership was very much millennial focused, a bit more male leaning, very kind of white middle class, uh, basically, you know, US, uh, UK, Australia, Canada, those kind of places. And I think what Spotify is doing and the sort of opening up of their platform is opening up to more kind of Android users and stuff. I think that's in, including a lot, much, much broader range of countries and but also ages. Um, and so I think, you know, particularly for a show that leans in the direction that yours does, I think there's probably more kind of younger listeners getting into podcasting now. Uh, and also, I think a lot of those younger listeners really appreciate shorter form content. We're seeing real success, particularly on Spotify, with sort of sub 15 minute episodes, um, because then Spotify are including that in their kind of playlists, which mix kind of music and, and, and podcasts. So I think there's a lot of opportunity there. Um, so, so, yeah, those are some of the things that I'm thinking about at the moment. It's cool. It's cool. Like big kind of backer there, really a big team is just, you know, Spotify leading the way. They seem to have yeah. the audience to kind of direct and grow this, you know, but I think the, um, the subscriptions is an interesting model because you'll take someone who has an audience and then they can spin off and do other things and offer more services. And that's when it becomes more of a kind of an occupation lifestyle thing. Because like, let's say for instance, yep. I record on a Wednesday, I upload on a Wednesday, this episode will go up on Wednesday. You know, if I was to do something like that and offer, if someone's paying me two ninety nine, man, they would at least need two more episodes a week, you know, Monday and Friday. But if I'm doing things Monday, Friday, then I'm editing Thursday, when Tuesday, Thursday. So that's when yep. it becomes like, okay, this actually is feasible, but I do need to have those pillars in place. You know, like you Absolutely. need to have a big audience. You need to have thousand people paying two, two yeah. ninety nine a month. I would, I would question that about the extra episodes. I don't think that's necessarily true. I think actually some of the, the really successful creators are actually, what they're doing is they're doing the, the, the version of the podcast that, that you hear on the on the public feed and then they're doing like bonus contents that might be extended uncut interviews that might be behind the scenes that might be um, other bits and pieces but actually I think a lot of the time what that premium paid for tier is allowing is those super fans to just support you um, and you just need to give them some extra content like it might be getting episodes early or it might be um you know sneak peeks of stuff that you're working on it doesn't necessarily have to be generating a ton more content actually i mean that is one direction you could go but i don't think that's necessarily the um what has to happen so i think it's you, you might be surprised at the the little of additional stuff you have to do in order to kind of justify that that investment um but like you're saying you need that critical mass of listenership because only a subset, only a percentage of them are going to actually pay. So you, you've got to kind of build the audience in the same way that you do for sponsorship or anything else. Yeah, 1% to 3% or whatever, even a little bit higher. Exactly. But that's cool though. I didn't actually think about it in that way. It's interesting, even these conversations, I would have always taught you to provide more value, but you can actually you can actually repurpose and do more things. So that's Absolutely. just that's rolling with times, you know. Last question yeah. I want to leave you on is, what do you think is the biggest threat 
to podcasting at the moment. So, you know, me and you were mm. on the inside. Um, what do you think? What's your thoughts in comparison to, let's say, YouTube, which is a rolling mammoth of a machine? It's been around for as long as I can barely go on the computer. So, you know, <laughs> like, it's interesting. Like, because people would say, oh, yeah, like, you know, if someone's a YouTuber, they lose YouTube, it's over. What happens? What's a threat to kind of podcasting from your own perspective? Yeah, that's a really interesting question. Um, I think that um, there was, we saw through COVID a, a real dip in listenership early on. So March, April time, we saw a real dip in listenership. And the reason for that, um, broadly speaking, was that commutes went away. People's daily habits changed. And so suddenly the time where everyone had set aside for listening to podcasts disappeared. It used to be that they would listen on their way to work, typically taking the kids to school, you know, going to the gym, that kind of stuff. Um, and that time in the car just disappeared. And so, so did that listening time. It very quickly recovered as people kind of changed their habits and, and thought about uh, the ways that they, you know, consume this stuff. And, and so a lot of listening is happening at the gym or uh, while you're cooking or, or whatever. So these, these things have changed, um, but it did have an impact. And so I think that, that that does kind of teach us that, you know, habits can change and, and things can alter. Um, honestly, I don't know. I, I mean, maybe I'm just... Uh, you know, naively optimistic, but I, I can only see an upward trajectory at the moment because I can't see a demand for people's uh, need to be entertained, be educated, to learn new things. Um, I, I can't see that going away. And podcasting is an incredibly valuable uh, kind of medium to deliver that stuff. Radio is still incredibly popular, despite the fact that guys of your generation and, and, and you know, frankly, a lot of mine maybe don't find it as relevant or interesting anymore. We're much more interested in listening to the stuff that we specifically want to listen to, not just what happens to be on the radio right this minute. Um, but still, that's hugely, hugely popular. So listening to content is still a really, really strong habit. So whether whether Clubhouse eats into that time um, and we see uh, a shrinking of time on podcasting versus live uh, chat platforms like like Clubhouse, I don't know. I don't think so, but, but that could change. Um, but then other technologies are coming in to kind of alter that as well. So, you know, smart speakers, that kind of was that was the hot ticket a, a year or two ago. It sort of has been a bit of a, you know, under underwhelming kind of launch there. It's not not a lot has happened. We thought it was going to make a big impact, but it hasn't made a lot of change. But still, there's there's kind of stuff to be explored there. Very there's a, a lot will change there in the future, I'm sure. Um, in car audio and, and kind of those integrated kind of experiences are going to change the way that people are consuming audio and, and thinking about that kind of content self-driving cars I mean we don't have to listen to audio we might be able to watch video in our car you know these habits I think will change um, over time but uh, yeah maybe I'm just too overly optimistic maybe that's the uh, the hubris of an entrepreneur but you just sort of think well I can only <laughs> see interest in podcasts going up as as people kind of get turned on to them so um yeah, ask me again in five years when my business has collapsed and, I've, and it's been proven I was a complete moron. Who knows? No, I completely agree with you, man. I completely agree with you. Like, I think that's the way it's going. You know, people, it will evolve and we'll have to make slight adjustments along the way. We could be running webinars on fucking LinkedIn in a couple of years, you know, because when I hear live audio coming, I thought Clubhouse was, yes, you know, because, you know, a bit of a quick fix, move on. But the one thing that I heard about Clubhouse that was interesting, that was helpful, was the fact that, they were trying to monetize in such a way that uh, creators would be able to host events. So let's say mm -hmm. Lex Friedman would host an AI talk for 99 cent and you'd now get 50,000 people in there. So that was the only yep. thing that I thought of that was really relevant. <laughs> and mm -hmm. um, 
So that's kind of what I'm thinking about, you know, like rolling with the times where you have core competency and then you have some yeah. side businesses. But that's the idea, you know, like whether it's your main focus or your side gig, um, it will hopefully always be there in some shape, form or another. Absolutely. No, I completely Absolutely. agree. So let's like say a massive thank you, Harry. This was great. I really appreciate it. I think what you're doing is fantastic. And uh, I wish you all the very best in the future. I think that, you know, more brands will be coming into the space, more people will be, and it'll be people looking to people like yourself and other agencies to see, you know, really who's kind of had best in class for the last five years at this stage. Well, fingers crossed. I hope so. But uh, yeah, <laughs> thanks, Adam. Really appreciate you having me on. Thank you. And there we have it for yet another episode. I want to say a massive thank you to everyone that got to the very end. A massive thank you to everyone that tuned in and listened. And a thank you to Harry. This is a great, great show. I'm very interested in the concept of podcast production, um, agencies, consulting services, and just the entire ecosystem. I think it's quite fascinating to see people and their attention being pulled in for such a long period of time. I think that's really interesting and uh yeah, it's pretty cool. So I'll leave it right here. Thank you for listening and see you in the next episode.